Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 177 of the Sounds Atlantic podcast, and thanks for tuning in. Well, every once in a while, I come across a band that you might say is on the fringe of the show, but sometimes I hear a band that really captures my imagination. When that happens, I like to bring it to your attention. Well, this happened, for example, when I first saw and listened to the New Brunswick-based country outlaw band called the Divorcees, headed up by the very talented Alex Masden. Well, uh, speaking of country outlaws, the band I'm going to introduce today began as an outlaw country cover band several years back, just like the Divorcees. Some have described this band's music as country rock and roots, and uh, tell you what, we're going to find out. I'm your host, Ron Moores, inviting you to join me in my special guest from Nova Scotia. He's Matt Brannan, and he is the chief composer. Uh, he's not the only composer, but he's one writing most of the songs these days. And he's the bass player for the Halifax-based country rock band called Hot Monday, and that's spelled M-O-N-D-Y. Drop the A. So uh, don't move from your space. Stay right where you're too. I'll be right back where you're at with all of this and more in a finger snap. Editor-in-chief and music journalist Rachel Cholst writes in her platform, Adobe and Teardrops, that with an all-star production, video, and contributing roster to boot, Canadian art, rock, country collective Hot Monday sees an all-new and outside-the-box creative license to write their breakthrough debut self-titled EP. Helping to hone Hot Monday's exploration of sound for the release was multi-Juno Award producer Michael Philip Voyavoda, and he has produced Newfoundland's Great Big Sea, The Bare Naked Ladies, Canadian group, Rio Statics, and The Jerry Cans. The, the, uh, the band and Voyavoda came together at Toronto's Revolution Recording in early 2020, to track some songs, but that was all they could get done for a while because of the COVID. Recalls the band, it was both fun and challenging, figuring out how to finish the EP during COVID, but it informed many of our choices in a really interesting way. The band also called on a variety of top talent to complete the album, in addition to friend and collaborator Lowell Campbell of Winter Sleep on drums, lap steel player Christine Bougie from the Bahamas, Singer-songwriter Claire Copeland on vocals, fiddler Kendall Carson, Matt, he did uh, Matt Mays and uh, Alan Doyle work for them, pianist Rob Preuss from Spoon's Honeymoon Suite, and Grammy Juno Award nodded violinist arranger Drew Jureka, known to work with uh, Jeff Healy and Dua Lipa, all added their talents as well. In the interview below, Hot Monday tells us about their influences and approach to songwriting, but you don't want to miss the video for Desert Moonlight Blacktop, I might add, which we'll, we'll, we'll play this later on when we talk to our guest today, Matt. And as she describes this as a rip-roaring, pulpy adventure with just the right kind of oomph in the vocals. Well, the band's new EP has been described as a genre-bending exploration of country rock and roots, wrapped in a cinematic universe, as I mentioned earlier. And for that part, you'll have to take a look at their videos up on the YouTube. More particularly, the band says, and I quote, We've heard alt-country, but it's hard to put us in a box. 
We have the country element for sure, but rhythmically we're stealing from everywhere. With five writers from varying musical backgrounds, their music is infused with both a familiarity and unmistakable uniqueness. And it is this uniqueness that captured my attention and what I'd like to explore today. And with this brief introduction, I'm going to turn to my special guest, Matt Brennan, to tell us more about their debut CD, upcoming full album, and what they've been up to for the last while. Matt Brennan, it's a delight to have you join us here. Thanks for having me, Ron. Really, really happy to be here. I have to thank uh, Eric Alper. Your, I guess he's your publicist. Uh, he does such good things for me, anyway. And, and when he drew your band to my attention, I thought, boy, I, I, I you know, I got to take a listen to these guys. I know maybe they're not right in the middle of what we do, but so what? Let's have a listen, and uh, here we are. Uh, so, if you've got the time, I'd like you to talk to us about the EP, and, you, and you know, I understand you're on your way to an LP too, but you have an EP out, it's been released, um, tell us about it. Yeah, we just kind of got to the end of the release cycle on it, um, it's a six-song uh, EP, uh, about, you know, 25-30 minute runtime. you know, lots of, lots of good kind of meaty songs on it, um, and it's basically a collection of tunes that, that me and the guys uh, wrote over uh, over a number of months when we were kind of first starting out as as more of a cover band in the kind of outlaw country uh, realm of the world, which is music that we love and kind of got together on, and we still we still like to perform from time to time. Uh, now, man, if and, I could stop you right there, if you don't mind, uh, yeah. how did that happen? Like, where where and how did you guys meet, and when was that? Yeah, so this was. Um, let me see. It's basically about a year before year before COVID. Let's okay. Say. Um, so nineteen, somewhere in there, eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, like yeah, early, early, yeah, late eighteen uh-huh. uh, would be would be a good time frame. Um, and our lead singer Matt, uh, he and I knew each other, um, and he's a fantastic country singer. I mean, he he grew up on the on the real stuff. Uh, so he just comes by, oh, so. you know, the Waylon Willie Merle stuff really really naturally. He's got so. a good voice. Yeah, he's 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 wonderful. Like he's a, he's a singer, singer. Like yeah, um, you know, kind of a kind of one of those George Jones types. You know, yeah. not putting him, you know, George's, George's royalty, but but you know, a guy who you know you can sing the phone book, right? You just right. just uh, put lyrics, and he 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 adds so much yeah, to them depth. He's good. But uh, but yeah, so he put out a um, basically a post saying, "Hey, who wants to start an outlaw country band?" And I was kind of you know looking for a musical project, so I reached out to him and said I was in, and. Uh, uh, you know, and I said I'd take a run at kind of rounding up some guys that might be interested. Uh, so it's kind of an eclectic group. Like none of the guys are really from sort of the same parts of uh, of each other's lives. You know, uh, we, a few of us knew each other kind of um, peripherally, but but certainly none of us were um, all close friends. Uh, but we got together and we just hit it off right away. We just it was fun and easy right from the start. Um, are you fellows all from uh, from uh, the Halifax area or, or elsewhere? Uh, I mean, we all live here. Um, Troy, kind of our lead guitar player, he's from New Brunswick, um, okay. but he's been but he's been in you know Nova Scotia for over over twenty years. Oh, wow. uh, so so yeah, but we're all we're all from this uh, you know sort of from this neighborhood, yeah. And cool. um, yeah, so we did we did the Outlaw Country thing for a while. Uh, had a lot of fun playing those shows, kind of putting together that act, but. We pretty quickly uh, talked about doing some writing, doing some original stuff. Uh, all the guys kind of came with their collective ideas or riffs or whatever that they've been kind of working on over the years, and we sort of threw it all in a pot and uh, kind of picked out the best ones, developed them, 
and uh, you know they became a very 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 rough demo tape that we then uh, sent off to uh, to Michael Voivoda who who ended up now uh, how did he he come about because you you guys aren't fooling around I mean this uh, Michael Voivoda or Philip Voivoda is is a, is a serious producer yeah he's the real deal you know and it's it's one of those weird things you know I, I mean I've always had a um, I, I've always like you know let's just let's just swing for the fences you know let's let's you know, see if, see if somebody really, really cool is interested in this. So I knew him from, you know, when I was a young kid, like, uh, you know, for anybody sort of in that sort of 38 to 45 range, I mean, the album Gordon was, was it, man. That was such a, such a huge album, you know, between that and kind of the hip and stuff going on at that time. But I loved, uh, I loved that album. And that was one of the first bands I'd seen. And I, you know, knew the liner notes by heart. And, uh, you know, over the years, I kind of, you know, got into Real Statics and uh, other projects that he worked on. And he was just a name that I knew. And I, I, I really see. liked the sounds of his records. So uh, uh, I, he was the first person I reached out to. Wow. And uh, what I loved about him is he, like, got back to me right away, super down to earth, uh, had great things to say about the music and the ideas. And I would say within a couple of days from that first email, we were we were talking about, you know, how do we get this project off the ground? How neat is that? Yeah, it was super cool. It was super cool. And we've kept working with him. He's, he's producing this next record that we're doing as well. Um, and uh, yeah, he's just awesome to work with. Good for you. And, w- and when I look at uh, the, the folks who, who have influenced you, I mean, holy smoke. Uh, <laughs> this this crosses a whole lot of lines. Elton John, Dire Straits, Stevie Wonder, Carol King, Way- Waylon Jennings. Hello. <laughs> the one, guy, the one uh, I don't know about is Jason Isbell. Who's he? Yeah, Jason Isbell. Um, I mean, for my for my money, is is one of the greatest songwriters living right now. He's an American guy from Alabama, huh. uh, Amer- Americana artist, um, okay. and a a prodigious lyricist, great songwriter, fantastic guitar player. Um, and uh, yeah, if you don't know Jason Isbell, I I recommend no matter who you are, no matter what you listen to, wow. go check him out. Uh, really, really great. Um, and a great, great, great person as well. Matt, we've got to get to some songs. I, I, I have to confess, when I listened to uh, the one that really kind of blew me away, captured my attention uh, the most, I guess, uh, t- tell me I'm good. It, you know, it, it just strikes a chord, I think, that every human can relate to. T- tell us about this song. Uh, yeah, it's one of those one of those funny ones, the way it came about. I mean, I was doing a lot of, I was doing a lot of writing. So we talk the lyrical side first. I was doing a lot of writing just in a vacuum, um, not even with any music. I was just, um, you know, I'd, I'd borderline call it poetry, except, you know, I was thinking about kind of song structure, you know, uh, verse course type thing when I was doing the writing. And um, I was just thinking a lot of that time about, you know, how we're all kind of projections of our, of our childhood and, um, you know, kind of the, you know, even as adults, you know, like, like there's still that inner child and, and kind of how the people that have around us and shaped us and molded us play such a big part in kind of our, you know, our self-belief, our self-confidence, you know, how much of it, you know, is that super, super outgoing, confident guy actually super outgoing and confident, or is that, you know, a, a kind of a, a mask for something else? And, you know, just coming up with, um, you know, a song that kind of just, just kind of looks back at that and kind of, you know, who we are really inside as people and, and, um, you know, kind of what, what drives us to, to, uh, ultimately be kind of who we are. Um, so that's, that's kind of the, 
the genesis of the tune. And then it was one of those really weird moments where we were kind of looking as a band at different song ideas and we had like some lyrics up and Troy, Troy was just looking at this song. And he's like, man, he's like, I, I think I just have uh, uh, something that's going to work really well with this. And uh, I would say the lyrics and music were put together within, and it was kind of done in about like 20 minutes. Like, really? Just, wow. Hey. Yeah. It was just short and sweet and over. And then, and then once we got into the studio, you know, obviously the arrangement, um, you know, took on a different, different form and things like that, but, but it got put together, um, yeah, very quickly, and it was just one of those kind of kind of magic moments that doesn't happen very often. Well, let's play it and come back because I wanted to talk to you about the arrangements. Here's "Tell Me I'm Good." If you told me I'm good Maybe I would find a way to feel at ease in my own skin If you told me I should Maybe I would find the strength to trust you with my sin Front to back I've got a hairline crack hole and back to life And if you saw what could shine through You'd see I'd be alright so tell me I'm good, please say that I should for the dark is near And I haven't slept right in here If you told me to fly Maybe I'd try, but it's been a while And I'm not so brave anymore And if you said be calm Maybe I'd bomb I'm few by worry And scared to win the war Front to back in the hairline crowd Calling back the light And if you saw what could shine through You'd see I'd be alright Front to back I got a hairline crack Calling back the light And if you saw what could shine through You'd see I'd be alright Front to back, I got a hairline crack Hold it back the light And if you saw we could shine through You'd see I'd be alright Front to back, I got a hairline crack Hold it back the light And if you saw we could shine through You'd see I'd be alright So tell me I'm good Say that I should
Hey folks, it's J.P. Cormier here. You're listening to my old buddy Ron Moore on Sounds Atlantic. All right, everybody, that's Tell Me I'm Good. It comes from an EP uh, that the boys have out. I'm talking to Mike Brannon about his band, uh, Hot Monday. Uh, where did Hot Monday come from? Uh, it was just, a, it was kind of a joke, you know, like we were just sort of laughing at the whole process of finding a band name and how absurd it all is. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know, we just wanted something that was like, you know, not trying too hard, but also nothing that was, you know, um, kind of too cliche. And, and, um, yeah, uh, one of the guys in the band was looking through like just reading some words and he was just like, man, he's like, some of these words are crazy. I don't even know what they are. And he's like, uh, what's like, what's this one? And he, and he showed uh, a few of us and he's like hot Mondi. And, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was actually a French word, haute monde, which means, really? uh, yeah, which means high society. And yeah. Like, haute monde. Ah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So it was like, all right, Mondi that's it. Know. That's it. Done. So that's, that's wow. how, it, uh, how it happened. Silly story. But, yeah. All right. Um, Let's see. The, uh, I want to uh, now. You, when you first started out, you were foiled by the COVID. So, so how did you guys get to play, and then how did that work out? Yeah, it was crazy. We, we. Uh, I mean, the EP was recorded. We did the bed tracks in Toronto. Um, we were up there for a week, got all the beds done, and literally, when we within days of being back, the country shut down. So it almost didn't happen when it happened. Um, and then, and then there was nothing to do. So we, we, um, our plans to kind of finish that EP quickly and start kind of touring it, uh, got scuttled and we instead, um, started working on this next album. We were like, well, we, I, we got a bunch of songs in the kind of in the tank, in the bank. So that's kind of what happened. So we ended up, you know, just working on, working on music. Um, and now we're just now basically for the first time, uh, starting to book book some tour, uh, some some shows and things like that. So oh, good it's, for it's you. It's been a really weird start to a band. These uh, Coast Music Awards are coming up. Are you going to be there? Yeah, we will. Um, one of our uh, Pale Ember in that video got got nominated. So um, oh, good. So yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a nice surprise. You know, I mean, we're not really um, for all intents and purposes, we don't really exist around here yet. So it was it was cool to get um, a nomination. Um, and then we're going to find out soon if maybe we'll get some kind of a opportunity to play a little bit a small showcase or something and if well i hope so that. because i'm i'm planning on going to fredericton and i was planning to oh, i was hoping you guys would be there yeah well i'll definitely i'll i don't know if the whole, like it just depends on what kind of form and and what's going on but yeah uh -huh. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely be there i i suspect the other guys will as well but hopefully we'll be there as a band um uh playing good now we're talking about arrangements i i'm curious so i gather you you fellas well you in particular would 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 have maybe the idea, or, or you, you may not be the only one bringing song ideas in. But when it, when you do, when you've got something down on paper, you've got a lyric there. Uh, how 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 do you work through? Take us through how you would typically work an arrangement. Um. Yeah. So we we don't take things like as a band. We sort of I would say we take things about sixty seventy percent of the way. Like where we know we've got a like a structure that we're happy with. We think the melody's nice. Um, like the song's feeling good. Um, but we made a couple of choices early as a band that are a bit unique. I mean, one of them is we, we don't have, I mean, we all intents and purposes don't have a drummer. I mean, there's three guys in the band that drum. Um, but we wanted to basically, you know, put a stake in the, in the ground right at the beginning and say, you know, we want it like drum, drum wise, we want to work with like the best drummers and, and really not put ourselves in a box 
uh, rhythmically. So um, that's why Lowell Campbell of, of Winter Sleep um, is is drumming on 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 both the EP and the LP. I mean, for my money, he's one of the best drummers in the country, and basically working with him opens up a whole world. So. So there's that side of things where basically when we have the songs ready to go to the studio, I mean, there's not even a, a drum track on them yet. And that's something that we workshop and work through with Michael and Lowell and build the arrangement basically from the drums up uh, when we do like a, pre, uh, a pre-production session. Now, I have to, um, I have to say, I've stopped you there, excuse me, but uh, yeah. that kind of blows me away because maybe one of the things that has turned me off of rock and roll and whatever it's become is the blasting of drums in my head yeah. to the point where I can't understand the lyric. You know, there's just a lot of noise. And and you guys yep. have come at this totally opposite. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, Michael Michael himself is a great drummer, um, um, big rhythm guy. And uh, so, yeah, so we've always sort of built the songs rhythmically from the ground up and tried to not do anything like that's too too on the nose. Like, Tell Me I'm Good, for example, it would have been so easy to make that song just a two-step kind of from start to finish. Yeah. Um, and instead, we were like, well, what if we put this kind of like cool like tom-based um, rhythm underneath it and kind of built it up more slowly before, you know, it ultimately goes to kind of that two-step payoff. And so every song kind of has a genesis like that, where you know, trying not to do the the, the obvious thing um, kind of all the time. And and what's what's something that's kind of I mean, a word Michael uses a lot, not to be, you know, is kind of subversive. Like, what's what's kind of the rhythm or groove that feels really good, but maybe not what you expect with a certain song. So hmm. we always try to look at it through that kind of kind of lens. Now, um, you, you have a lot of songs on here. Well, I shouldn't say a lot. Yeah, there are a number of songs here about love and relationships and such and, and life on the road and, and what that what, what that can do, um, as I see it anyway. Tell, tell us about yeah. uh, Desert Moonlight. Desert Moonlight, Desert Moonlight Blacktop, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was a song that started um, in in at my house with um, Travis. Travis is a great writer, great, uh, great like great musician, and and a guy who like just has a, seems to have a never ending um, you know pool of riffs and and little musical ideas and hooks. Um, and he just kind of had a groove, and it sounded I don't know, it sounded swampy. It sounded it sounded like something happening, you know, out on the road and, and it sounded kind of like, you know, road off in a way. And, um, you know, the song's a total, you know, it's just a total fiction. It's just a, it's just like a, it's a mood. It's a, it's, it's a place and a time and a person that's just, that's just happening kind of in our imagination. And, um, it, it basically became the song about a guy who, you know, is living on the road under the cover of, of night, you know, um, you know, doing something, transporting something illicit and, uh, and just kind of what that, what that lifestyle and that feeling is like, you know, kind of in a very, you know, uh, kind of distilled down form. And I don't know, it's just like the, the song's just a, it's just a vibe, you know, and that's kind of where, where it ended up landing. Um, and, uh, yeah, I love that song. It's got this really cool groovy darkness to it. Where did you thought for that come from? I. Uh, it came from, I would say it came from Trav's music just because it, it's just, that's what it made me think of, you know, like that's what it, 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 those were the sort of like, it had this sort of Quentin Tarantino-y kind of um, energy to it. And I just started thinking about more like, I started thinking more of like a screenplay than, than lyrics. But the storyline itself, uh, I mean, what, <laughs> how did that emerge or from where did that huh. emerge? 
I, you know, I, it's one of those things where I don't, I don't really know. Like it, it, it's just, it's kind of like that, like that's the movie that was in my head when okay. I was kind of listening to the music as it was, as it was evolving. And, uh, that's kind of how it, how it got put together. So. Okay. Well, speaking about the movies, I, 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 somebody made the observation that the vampire should be a, a soundtrack. You want to tell us about vampire? Yeah. We'll, we'll put desert moonlight and vampire together. You want to tell us about vampire? Well, yeah, you, you sure. didn't write this one. This is the only one you didn't write, right? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't write the lyrics uh, to this one. Uh, Tra- Travis did, and 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 most of the musical energy of it came from Travis as well, who's got a really kind of unique musical brain. Um, but I can I can talk a little bit about it because because you know I've I've he and I've talked a lot about the song, uh-huh. and um, you know I know when he wrote that it was it was about you know it's called Vampire, but it's really about those people in your life that kind of suck the energy out of you. Uh-huh. you know, they're those they're those yeah, it's like an energy kind of you know like. There are a lot of those. There's a lot of those, and that's really <laughs> what the what what the song's about is those people that you know just just rob others of of of, of energy of right. positivity, yeah. and uh, that that's kind of where it came from. And it's got this really cool kind of you know Johnny Cash um, kind of kind of kind of trot to it, and uh, it's super fun song to play. Um, and the and the form, it's probably the weirdest song on the album form wise. I mean, it sounds sounds oddly simple but it's just it twists and turns in a really really un unusual way did you guys uh, do a video of this i can't remember yeah we did we you did, did yeah and yeah. uh and in that video it's uh it's it, it's it's this female vampire who who basically feeds on her victims a little more <laughs> kind of traditional vampire but but it's all just a big big ass metaphor can everybody see this on youtube yeah yeah go to our youtube uh page um uh, it's just Hot Mondy. Uh, Spelled M O N D Y, by the way. M O N D Y, not A Y D Y. Correct. Correct. Okay. And uh, yeah, all the videos are there. There's a few live performances there. There's stuff coming out every week now. Um, so anybody who wants to go check it out, we really appreciate uh, the, the you know the, the the views. We appreciate the subscription, all that stuff. It makes a big difference for uh, for an up and coming band. All right. Here are. Um, Please do that, everybody. Here are uh, Desert Moonlight, Black Top, and Vampire. It's four in the morning, and I'm on the road. Until the sunrise, I'm alone. Head feeling last night, pounding like a drum. Days bleeding together till the highway home. Cause I'm always waiting for the darkest dark. From in shadow, never gonna stop. Desert moonlight, black top. Open the cage. Four hundred horses in pretty black lace. I make the draw. Take my brick of cash. Back on the road to make another dash. I'm always waiting for the darkest dark. Open 
me, Alex Madsen, singer and guitar player in outlaw country band The Divorcees from out of Moncton, New Brunswick, Canada. If you're listening to this, you're at the right spot because you're listening to Ron Moores, my main man, on Sounds Atlantic. Don't go anywhere because you're about to get some good old country. Alright everyone, that's uh, Vampire. We backed it with Desert Moonlight Blacktop. They both come from an MP, EP. And uh, I'm talking to uh, Matt Brennan about all of that uh, and his band uh, Hot Hot Monday, M-O-N-D-Y. And speaking about the band, so we've talked a little bit about Travis Flint on guitar and lead vocals. And you, you mentioned, uh, I guess it's Matt, is it Rind? Matt Rind, yep. On lead vocals, wicked vocals. Take us through the rest of the band if you would. Yeah, yeah. So Troy Arsenault, um, who was in a pretty well-known um, uh, band called the Worth the Medic, um, really, really good guitar player, great rocker. Um, so he's he kind of leads most of the guitar um, elements of the band. And then Matt Pudreski, who who uh, 
is a is a really good singer, uh, really good musician. I mean, he's a, he's a drummer by trade. He uh, he's played drums most of his life, but when he joined this band, uh, our lead, you know, this is kind of a weird aside, but our when, when our band first started doing the Outlaw stuff, our lead singer was actually a drummer. I mean, Matt Ryan's a really good drummer. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so when we would go and you know he's back there doing the Don Henley thing when we're out there playing all this. Uh, uh, sort of outlaw country stuff. Um, but when we went to the original music, it was like, okay, dude, you got to get out from behind the kit and get out front. Um, and uh, Matt, by that point, was playing guitar with us. Um, the other guy, um, sorry, there's three Matts in the band, which is just hilariously <laughs> yeah. uh, confusing. Um, but yeah, so so Matt Podreski's, uh, you know, acoustic guitar player, percussionist, um, and, you know, harmonizes on everything. Um, just one of those guys that's sort of, sort of the glue of the band and, 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 can kind of kind of do do a bunch of different things. So that's the that's the five main guys, and then Lowell Campbell, um, who I mentioned before, who's who's you know as good as they come, um, is playing drums on this uh, on these records. Um, and then we have another local guy named Dale Wilson that we'll be um, going out and touring with uh, uh, as well, who's another another fantastic drummer. And then and then we have a whole bunch of you know wonderful um, musicians and friends that played on played on the records and joined us. Cool. And they all come from different backgrounds, different tastes. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that's, that's one of the things like nobody, no two guys in the band have sort of the same musical taste. We, we overlap everywhere, but uh, yeah, like we're, we're all totally different in our musical backgrounds and yet it somehow completely kind of works. Um, and that's, that's been a great strength. And so um, far so good. You've been together since we're all uh, end of, end of 18. So that's uh, what we've got here about four years, something of that order. And, um, it's as good as it was when it began. Oh, it's better. Yeah. Like we, um, it's, it's, I don't want, you know, I don't want to jinx it, but, but we have a, <laughs> it's a great chemistry. I mean, we don't, we don't, we don't fight about, about anything. I mean, we don't, like I said, we don't have a lot of overlap. It's like very, there's no two guys fighting for the same space. So, so it makes it easy for us to all kind of get along. We all have really like clearly defined roles, and everybody in the band's funny and nice. And how you know, cool is that? Um, but, well, yeah, maybe it's that'll great. change when they're on the road for lengthy tours. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm sure we'll drive, start driving to the stuff. But, uh, but, but but until then. Matt, I was reading something the other day about the Beatles and, and of all places, uh, The Economist, which I sub subscribe to. That's my main source of news. And yeah. uh, they were uh, the the author was commenting on the fact that often often bands struggle and come apart and for various reasons and they need psychotherapy and, and, and all this sort of stuff. And it went on and on about keep, how you keep bands together. The, the trick about the Beatles apparently was, and, and they always did not get along together. There were times they never even spoke. But, but what made them work was their common love, absolute love, for making music together. 100%. Like... Yeah, I mean that's that's. I mean, if if you don't have that as a band, I mean it's 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 really hard yeah. to kind of get out of the out of the starting gates. Um, and I think it's also important, like, you know, the Beatles have you know John and Paul, and it's like, you know, George is an amazing songwriter as well. But it's like, you know, it's, there's not a lot of you don't there's not a lot of argument there about who's going to be writing the songs. You know what I mean? It's like you have that kind of prolific talent. Like they had a good sort of division of roles in that band and, and lots of good humor too. That's the other thing you'll notice. Like when you watch, you know, um, the special air and album and stuff like the guys are funny, like, you know, they were, they were really comfortable in their own skin and, and able to kind of joke with each other and stuff like that. Um, you know, of course you're with any group of people for a decade or more, you're going to, it's going to be friction. 
but um, but I think as long as nobody's taking themselves too seriously or starts believing their own hype, um, you know, you can you can you can weather a lot. Pale Embers speaks to uh, love gone wrong, I guess, and the impact that relationships of life on the road can have. You want to speak to us about Pale Ember? Yeah, I mean, I was in a pretty dark place when this whole EP was written. I'd just gotten out of a long relationship that was, you know, um, came to an upsetting end. And so a lot of the music, a lot of the things that I wrote on this record were kind of informed by that. Um, So both Pale Ember and, and Body of Water is very specifically about the end of that relationship. Um, but Pale Ember is very, very closely linked as well, where, you know, um, even though it wasn't for music, I was on the road, you know, a tremendous amount and, uh, just the feeling in that, what that does to a relationship when you're, when you're away, um, all the time in and out of each other's lives, um, and how that kind of can, you know, just things just burn up, you know, and that's kind of what that song is about, how, you know, and then the whole song kind of follows that arc where you know it starts off as like a spark goes to a flame kind of builds to a roaring fire and then at the end it just you know it just dies out and uh that's kind of that's you know, where, that, where that song came from yeah yeah cool i'd like to put that together with body of water another song about love and failing relationships waiting on you waiting on me looking for a signal we both couldn't see hoping i'd grow yeah. and i hoped you'd know that i wanted to give you more uh, but it ended in a blur beneath a body of water. Yeah. Yeah. Speak to us about body of water, if you would. So, yeah. So, I mean, those those lyrics are about, like, you know, it's it's kind of two people can be in love and it can still not work. And it, it was one of those things where, you know, um, kind of two people sort of looking past each other and not really understanding what the needs of, of, of each other were. And, uh just how slowly over time, you know, you can, you know, using the metaphor of, of kind of drowning and getting pulled underwater, but also the kind of the confusion and darkness that, that you can find underwater as well. You know, you don't know which way is up. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to judge, you know, it's blurry, all those kind of elements, you know, was really kind of captured kind of my head space through that, through that, through that period of my life. And, um, that's, that's kind of where, where, uh, where that song came from and, and, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's like one of those songs, like super kind of super emotional every time I hear it, um, just because of what it, what it, what it brings back. But, um, but I think it's a song a lot of people can, can relate to anybody who's kind of loved and lost and, and, um, has kind of sifted through the wreckage of that. Personal, but universal. Here are pale ember and body of water. We'll be right back. Thousand miles stare, no ticket home. One more sunrise, denying what I know. We hung on for years too long, kept the truth to myself. So the words came out wrong She stood at the edge Whispered surrender 
the fire we burn to a pale ember. Does I live down the road while she lived with herself, trying to forget what I don't remember? Between the sheets and the way I'd drink Out of air just before we'd sink I 
Waiting on you, waiting on me Looking for a signal we both can see Hoping and growing out, you know That I wanted to give more to you But it ended in a blur Beneath the body of water But it ended in a blur Beneath the body of water
That's Body of Water and Pale Ember. We're working our way through uh, Matt's uh, EP here, uh, Hot Monday's EP. Uh, when I came across Christmas, and I'd like to I'd like to play the song. I know it's not Christmas, but maybe I'll play it again when Christmas comes around. I'm always I'm a huge Christmas music fan. I, I confess I I'm, I'm a sucker for Christmas music. But but when you know it gets tiresome, and but this is not tiresome at all. This is a whole different take here. You want to speak to us about Christmas? Yeah, yeah. Your Christmas was um, we. Uh, I write with a a friend of mine outside the band, um, so he and I didn't write any like we didn't co-write at all on the EP, but we co-wrote this and then brought it into the band where it got developed and talked about writing a Christmas song and writing something that like, I can't write just you know super sugary kind of um, uh, Christmas music. It just wasn't something that interested me. You know, like it's a. What what resonates more with me that time of year is you know beyond family is just that it's a really hard time of year for people. Even, Absolutely. Even if life is even if life is pretty good, it yep. can still be a really hard time of it year. Can be. Um, you know, there's a lot of pressure, financial pressure. Um, it's 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 a it's hard to find enough time to do everything, um, and not to mention all the other you know kind of whether you're dealing with family issues mental health issues, financial issues. It's just, it's, it can all come to a head at Christmas. And for a lot of people it does. And, um, so this became a song about kind of, um, kind of a nod to that, to those people that are having that hard time and that kind of reminder that you're not alone and it'll pass. And, um, you know, without, and and what was really important is like, it's not an anti-Christmas song. You know what I mean? It, It was about saying that like two things can be true. It can be Christmas. It can, be all the things that Christmas is, but you don't have to participate. You don't have to have one of those Christmases this year. You can, you know, you can, you can, you can, sorry. I got a big dog who lets me know when, when the leaves are blowing across the yard. Um, I I sympathize. My little dog is right here. Unfortunately, she hasn't said a word. (laughs) Yeah. I'd say about eight out of 10 are false alarms, you know? Um, So, so yeah, so that, that's kind of where that, where that, where that song came from. And that's kind of the point of view that we, that we wrote it from. And, um, yeah, we were like, it was, it was fun because we like, we wrote it, you know, uh, it was one of those things where you like, you write it in a day you get, and then you spend a whole day in the studio and it's done and that was it. And, uh, yeah, we're really happy with how it turned out. And, and, you know, it's, it's got a kind of a message and a narrative that, that I think anybody can, can appreciate or, or, or relate to at, at, at different times in their life. Nothing wrong with the bells ringing, nothing wrong with the choir singing, but it just might not be your Christmas time. You've been stretching every dollar as far as it'll go, but your next month's pay is already spent. And over there I see you coming off a double shift With tired eyes and fingers to the bone And everyone wants to celebrate the season But all you want to do is be alone Just let it pass you by Nothing wrong with 
trying to hang on after losing all your love and you'll get strong if it don't kill you at least that's what they say but right now all you feel like's giving up Christmas. I know it's not Christmas, but um, I couldn't resist. We're down to our last cigarette, and uh, that's very sad because I'm having way too much fun here. But before we, we get you to talk about um, Naked Stars, um, so the COVID is, is beginning to, or the restrictions are beginning to to lift, and as we were saying off air, uh, the gigs are starting to appear for, for folks uh, across the country. Boy, we're all just so happy about that. Well, what do you fellows uh, have in store for you? Uh, yeah, right now we've just got some some shows like regionally booked. So we've, right now we've got three shows um, uh, booked starting I think mid May, um, sort of through to the end of May. Um, and that's I mean for us like that's just get our stage legs together as a band and and perform some of this music um, um, you know in front in front of people because we really haven't had the chance to do that. Um, we did do a taping um, back in October of, of of the EP and a couple of other songs. I think I sent you a couple of those videos. Um, so that, some of that stuff's going to be released over the next few months. Um, but really right now we're just rehearsing a few times a week, um, getting our live show put together, um, which will include a lot of music off our new album, um, so that we can play a full show, um, and not, not cram it full of cover music. So yeah, so we're, we're just having a blast getting that stuff together and, and, uh, just cannot wait to get out and, and play and perform this live. No it's, kidding. it's been way too long. And the new album, you do, has it been titled the new album? No, it's not. It's not titled yet. Um, there's still a lot of stuff up in the air as far as, as far as that goes. All I can tell you is that it's it's 13 tracks. Um, we're really proud of it. We think it's really special, um, and we can't wait to to get it out. We'll probably release some um, singles off of it. Uh, you know, spring, summertime. Uh, the whole thing might be released closer to fall. Um, and actually, we're releasing a song. 
this week on YouTube called Ground Falls Away, which is off the new record, but it's a live performance of it. Um, so if anybody wants to check out YouTube, subscribe to it, you can see that video and new song get dropped um, this uh, tomorrow. Oh, well, there you go. And um, do do look out for that. And, and you would do me a big favor if you would uh, let me know when the album is ready, ready to go to press, and we will chat about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, uh, I'll, I'll let you know and uh, probably send you some stuff ahead of time that you can check out. Uh, righty, Naked Stars. Tell us about Naked Stars. Um, Naked Stars was, I mean, it's, it might be my favorite song on the record. It's super um, fun to play and, and a really neat tune. Um, it's kind of, um, it, it came from a conversation I had with a with a girlfriend of mine who was going through a really tough relationship and um, you know, borderline kind of abusive situation. And, you know, she said, oh, sometimes I just wish some guy on a, you know, a horse would come and just, you know, take me away and, and I could get away from all this. And, you know, that just kind of sparked the, the, the idea for the song, which is about, you know, somebody who's in, you know, a bad situation and kind of the whole, you know, fantasy of, of, of getting away and, and, and escaping that life and, you know, kind of living, living, you know, out in the wilderness and on the plains and, and, um, under the, under the stars. And that's kind of where, where it all came from. And it ended up being this like really epic tune and, um, was a lot of fun to arrange and put together. And, and Matt's vocals on it are incredible. Wolf's, Wolf's drumming on it's incredible. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Rick Beato, um, but he, uh, he has a big YouTube channel. I'm sure lots of your listeners would know who he is. Um, but he does an actual review of the song on our on our YouTube page that you can oh, go on nice. and check out. And he he really uh, really loved the tune. So um, yeah, so, so that's kind of the that's kind of the story behind it. And um, it's got a really neat arc. And uh, yeah, yeah, definitely recommend checking out. And there's a live version of that on, on our on our channel as well. All righty. Well, we'll go out with Naked Stars and uh, Matt. Just uh, for me to say, you you guys are doing great stuff. I I hope you. Uh, I wish you can continued success and look forward to chatting to you again. And I do thank you very much indeed for taking all this time to chat about uh, you and your music. Thanks so much for having us, Ron. It's it's been great, and we can't wait to do it again with you. Um, and and I'll I'll be sure to bring the other lads the next time we uh, we chat. <laughs> perfect. Oh, that's perfect. Here's Naked Stars, everybody. Sunset kicking up the desert highway 
from here Wander long gone free Naked stars The sky for you and me Moving on Strands of great plains Need no rearview mirror Just a horseback rain Darling, rest your head Let's steam away Reflecting the sunset Kicking up the desert Hello folks, my name is Anita Best and I'm a traditional singer living in Grossmore National Park in Newfoundland. You happen to be listening to the fabulous Sounds Atlantic with the effervescent and debonair Ron Moores. How lucky are you? I'm the one that you've been watching all night Walk me out to where the lights are dim Give me something to remember To forget about Thank you. 
Well, that's the conclusion of episode 177 of the Sounds Atlantic podcast. Hope you've enjoyed our visit with Mac Brannan from the Halifax, Nova Scotia-based band Hot Monday. Do check out their websites for more. And thanks to every one of you who have taken the time to listen in to this podcast, especially all of you who have been listening in from across Canada, the U.S., Ireland, the U.K., Germany, France, New Zealand, Australia, Russia, and Denmark. And welcome to all of you who have been tuning in from our 10 most listened to cities. They are now Lunenburg, Nova Scotia. Yay, Lunenburg. Beautiful Lunenburg, I should say. Port Moody, British Columbia, Montreal, Quebec, Toronto, Ontario, Halifax, Nova Scotia, Moncton, New Brunswick. Chillicothe in Ohio, and Yorkton Heights in New York State. And thanks to all our new listeners, and we welcome you from Upper Derby in Fredericton, New Brunswick. And that is where the ECMA's East Coast Music Awards are going to happen in May. Dartmouth in Truro, Nova Scotia, Tignish, Prince Edward Island, Nipawin, Saskatchewan, Stephenville, Badger, Conception Bay South, and Happy Valley, Goose Bay, Newfoundland, and Labrador. Renfrew, Red Lake and Kitchener, Ontario, Shawville, Quebec, Brooklyn, New York, Brooklyn and Silver Spring, Maryland. Didn't know there was a Brooklyn in Maryland. Waynesboro, Virginia, Topeka, Kansas, Cedro, Woolley, Washington, San Francisco, California, Rayford, North Carolina, Victor, New York, New York City, New York, Gainesville, Florida, Dorchester, Concord and in Massachusetts, Rogers, Arkansas, Ann Arbor, Michigan, Fairport, New York, Wellington, New Zealand, Buckingham and Falmouth, England. Templeuve en Pavel in France, Perth, Australia, Prague in Czechia, Zurich, Switzerland, and Stoll in Rogaland, Norway. That's not far from Stavanger. And I had the pleasure and delight to visit there. I just love Norway. And uh, do subscribe to this podcast for free, which you'll find is a more convenient way to access it every week. This podcast is also supported by CKCU 93.1 FM in Ottawa where I host the Back 40 Saturdays at noon. And Sounds Atlantic is also broadcast on VOBB 95.9 FM in Norris Point, Newfoundland, Labrador, every Wednesday afternoon. I'm your host, Ron Moore, urging you to keep safe, keep your fellow citizens safe too, and do keep on the sunny side, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. See you back here soon. Music